Hello, and welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is Mandy, and with me, as always, is my boyfriend, John. Howdy, howdy. We are here today to tell you about this fantastic deal that we have going on this week. Honey, <laughs> what's the fantastic deal that we have going on? Well, that fantastic deal, I mean, it's insane. I can't even believe it myself. We have got two-for-one Hell House LLC. That's right, two-for-one LLCs. Only on Hell House, only from 2015. That's right. We are backlogged with too much of this. We want to get it out of the house, and we are passing the savings on to you. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I could. <laughs> you got to let me know what's going on I beforehand. Know. I could. I probably could have run with it. I didn't even know what I was going to do. I didn't do. know what was going on. I didn't I was, know either. I was, I was scared. So okay. I was on the back of the tiger, and I didn't want to let go. <laughs> Okay, so for real. So, um, welcome. Welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. This week, we're actually going to be reviewing Hell House LLC from 2015. This is actually my choice, and there is a darn good reason for it. Um, I actually started watching it um, a couple of months back, actually, and I got really creeped out, and I didn't want to watch it anymore. Uh, it kind of struck a nerve for me because I've actually worked in a um, haunted house before, Um the, the the amusement kind, not an actual haunted house. Um, but it's a very popular one that's actually here where we live. And I could only do it for one night. Um, man, let me tell you something. If, if you work in a haunted house, you have to be hella young or be in hella good shape because it is very, very difficult to do that. It's extremely physically demanding. I, I felt me. like I had the flu the next day. It was so bad. Um, but it just, it struck a nerve with me and it, it really struck a chord and, you know, I, I, I just, I really wanted to get this one done. So I'm glad that we're going to be doing this one today. Mm-hmm. Uh, written, directed by Stephen Cognetti. Yep. Uh, this one is, the, the other stuff that he's done is the other two Hell House LLCs. So it's got three movies, so it must have something going for it. It must have made at least a little bit of mo- uh, money. Yeah. Uh, cause it, uh, you know, it's got the two of them, the... Abaddon Hotel or the Lake of Fire. I like it. Abaddon Hotel. Yeah. And it's starring uh, Gore Adams. I wonder if that's the actual name is Gore. Is, is that's his actual name? Gore Adams. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, who played in Mom, uh, 2013, Run with the Hunted and the Vixens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Bellini, who is in The Drifter, 15 Minutes of Faye. And then he also comes out in Hell House 2 and 3. Oh, so apparently one of them lives. Mm-hmm. Two of them do. Oh, oh, okay. Yep. And then Alice Bulky, bulk, bulk, maybe bulk, might be bulk. Who uh, is actually in Hell House LLC two, uh, Americano, and used in Borrower's Time. It's a, it's, it's a weird set of folk who are working on this. I one. have never heard of any of those movies. Yeah, I don't think we we would have. Um, <laughs> even the Vixens looks a little like like half a dozen of the other movies maybe that I would have watched. No, you're thinking of the other one. You're thinking of the one with the guy with the gas mask. And it's not that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's it's not that. Huh. It's, it's not a horror movie, Did I don't I think. gas mask was yeah, that one. It's the one where he's got his, like, the gas mask on, and it's like M, and then the circle is on the gas mask part, and then uh, M. totally not what yeah. I thought of, but now I need to go see that movie, too. Yeah. Um, I I don't know anything about this one. This was one of the movies that I keep being told to watch. This one, and, and I think also the House of that October built House, oh yes, uh, the house, the house that October built, houses yeah. that October built, something the, like that. But that that one is apparently more closer about um, documentaries, yeah. right? Yeah. This one is found footage, from what I was seeing. Um, it, which just it makes me scream on the inside. So anytime somebody's like, "It's found footage," I'm like, what? Uh, mostly just because we have horrible motion sickness. So this is definitely going to be. That, I think it's just a, like everybody wants to do Blair Witch, so they think that they can do like like a really cheap shot on shittio, shittio you know, video. But uh, the thing is, is that the reason why we thought Blair Witch was good was we were. It was really the first, for me at least, it was the first time I'd seen something shot that way. It was a massive amount of uh, just like the the hype machine behind it. True, I thought it marketing was real. marketing was insane. They, on that they had a they had a thirty minute presentation on Sci Fi Channel about how it was real. So I actually thought it was real. I got I got all of my dad because he was just like it's such bullshit. And I was sitting there and I didn't know he watched uh, Jay Leno the night before, which had the people on. 
Uh, and here I am sitting there going, no, Dad, it's real. I don't know what you're talking about. They had a the thing on about it. Gah! Things could be real. Like, horrible shit happens, Dad. And, and meanwhile, his dad's just laughing. He's just like giggling to himself. He's just laughing his ass off. Like, no, sure, son. Of course, he's sitting there going like, well, you ain't going to see it because it's, it's rated R. And, <laughs> At least he didn't traumatize you with it or something. Uh, you, ain't, you ain't doing this. Yeah, no, I traumatized myself. Uh-huh. There we go. I remember watching um, that movie. But uh, I don't know. I I hope this one's good. I I haven't seen it at all. I know that you've got creeped out by it. I remember we. I think we did Grave Encounters. Uh, I don't know if we watched that one on which, here yet. Which you actually like Grave Encounters. Oh yeah, Encounters. I like that's, and that's Grave one Encounters. of my favorites. Um, but uh, there's been so many other gallows. Um, oh god, that one's so bad. Yeah, though. there have been so many other really bad, you know, straight like just you know found footagey things that just are awful so I'm, I'm really hoping that this one's gonna take it out of the way because it's it's really hard to get a win column you know like something in there for that for me with this type of, of movie maybe so I'm genre that's gonna be this, the specific sub, specific sub, just, sub, just genre, found I guess. just found footage yeah in general well we're, we're gonna give it a shot though I'm, I'm excited about it because like I said it creeped me the hell out so hopefully it'll creep John out too mm-hmm. And oh, and we're going to be watching this on Shutter, so you know, it's if worse comes to worse, halfway through, I'll just put Scare Package back on. Oh, I do love that movie. <laughs> we'll just watch the we'll, <laughs> like. Let's pause it. Go watch the uh, the one time in the woods scene from Scare Package again. Oh, that was Yay. so great. That was so great. <laughs> but hopefully not. I'm, you know, like the, this is going to be so sad. The Hell Hell, the Hell House LLC guy is going to be listening to this, and he's going to be like. They're, they're talking about another movie. You guys movie. are talking a lot of shit about my movie. I did, I worked hard on this. You know what, though? Hopefully we won't talk a whole lot of shit. You guys are horrible. John may talk a lot of shit. But we're going to cut it here. kind of how I live. <laughs> we're going to cut it here, play the trailer. We will be right back, and we'll tell you what we think about it. All right, see you in a bit. that night at the Abaddon Hotel. What is that? It's everything. Sarah, have you watched those? No. So you have no idea what's on them. How beautiful is this? Hell House. Look, 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 there it is, there it is, there it is. Whew. There we go. What was that? I don't know. You have heard the rumors about this. There are no rumors well, about this place. place. No rumors, we talked about this. It's supposed to be haunted. All right, dude, lock me in. Hold it. Godspeed. Hey, man, how many freaks did we have? when we started sleeping there that things started to change. Mac, you hear that, right? I'm telling you, we have to call it off right now. We have no business being here. Alex is more confident than ever. I think we're next. that was fun i like that movie it was it was a lot better than i was expecting um i i just want you to know though whoever had their finger on the damn zoom button uh i think i want to break him i think i want to take a hammer to your fingers for constantly (laughs) fucking around with the zoom you zoomed in and you wouldn't just like kind of slow zoom which 
honest to God, if you're going to be doing something like this, slow zoom is the way to go. You just slowly zoom into somebody. You don't, do, do, oh, I'm going to zoom in. Oh, oh, stop. Oh, no, no, too close. Oh, let me zoom back out. I was like, mm. Yeah, that was driving John crazy. It, uh, it was making me nauseous. Anyway. Honestly, if you have really bad... Um, Motion sickness. Motion sickness. This is probably not the movie for you. There was quite a few times when I had to look away and just listen to what was happening. Um, and there's enough stuff going on with just listening to it that you mm-hmm. can can kind of do that. Um, it, it is worth it to pay attention, though, yes. to this movie. Uh, and especially when the, the spooky stuff starts happening, uh, there is enough stuff going on in the corners. And at that point, they're not zooming in and dicking around. Yeah. Uh, this is mostly mostly because it's stuff uh, that they it's stuff the that they, character stuff. Yeah, and it's stuff that they want you to catch. So yeah. they're not fucking around with the camera and stuff. But my God, <laughs> if I ever meet you in a dark alley, I'm taking a hammer to your finger. Uh, Just so. one of them. Good luck, fucker. <laughs> Figure out which one it's gonna be. I can't zoom in anymore. What happened? My finger got broke by a guy in a dark alley. So I had to take notes because I wanted to make sure that I didn't actually like miss anything. So I have like. Five pages worth of notes. Um, Get to it, honey. All right. So um, so at the very beginning of the movie, um, a woman is attempting to... Uh, you see a woman and a camera guy get out of a car. They are at this condemned building. It looks condemned. The windows are all boarded up. The doors are all boarded up. You see her desperately you know, trying to get in. Uh, well, not desperately. She just looks kind of like, I need to get in this building. Oh, she's got a little bit of energy trying to get into it. She's She's... Very surreptitious about it. Uh, like, she, like she obviously wants to yeah, get in. Yeah, she wants to get in, and it's it's funny enough because they later on they say that it's it's like five o'clock in the morning. I'm going, ain't no way in hell it's five o'clock in the morning. It's really bright. Um, so uh, it cuts to uh, a bunch of news reports that are talking about um the Abaddon Hotel, um and tragedy at Hell House and stuff like that. Obviously, something very very bad happened here. Um, a lot of fatalities. Um, nobody knows what the hell happened. The only thing that they have to go off of is a YouTube video that was posted, um, and a 911 call. The YouTube video is very, um, obviously shot from somebody's camera. Um, it shows these people who are going in. The typical setup, you know, there's a person at the entrance who greets them, who sends them into the, who sends them into the thing. And, you know, there, it's just a walkthrough showing all the rooms, all the creepy things, you know, you're not supposed to film whenever you're yeah, in there. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's, <laughs> there's no way in hell they would have been able to, because one, it was bright. And two, uh, screw you guy walking around with the, uh, the the camera out, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was was pretty bad. Like, if, if, if that ever happened, we would try to encourage people to shut their phones off. Um, so uh, you see them walking through like normal, and then you see a woman run past one of the girls in the the group on this YouTube video and she seems kind of confused by it like what the hell is that because this girl runs past her and goes through the exit um now to some people that just means that it's a damn good scare that it scared somebody out um so they proceed and they were walking through the house showing you all the creepers and all that other stuff and then they get to what looks like a basement um they can't go any further because you hear screaming like horrible screaming and yelling you see everybody who's in the basement trying to get out of the basement um it's like a mob of people who are trying to get out of this very tiny space all at the same time so uh you see them turn around uh rushing to get out trying to find a way out everyone's screaming it's it's just complete chaos uh finally um you see somebody rushing them out of the door and they're out in the parking lot. Uh, the fire department is getting there. The police are there. Nobody knows what the hell's happening. It was just crazy. Um, and then they talk about the 911 call. So there's a 911 call and it's very staticky. Um, it mentions something into the wall and then please hurry. I don't want to die. So there's not a whole lot of information that these people are being given. Um, they also talk to journalists, um, this one, this one journalist that they interviewed uh, broke into the place already and took pictures of all the stuff that was there. And there's blood on the floor. Like, there's blood on the floor like it's being dragged down the hallway and into one of the walls. It's really weird looking. One of the interesting lines that I think the guy says is that uh, I, I didn't even look. Uh, I just put my camera up to the the doorway and I took pic- I kept clicking yes. and then I left. Yeah, for the basement. Because yeah. um, he was, you know, it's just, it, it creeped him out. 
So, um, and then, you know, it shows the photos that he took and there's like bloody handprints on the, on the basement stairs and stuff like that. Um, then we get cut to a, um, a journalist or a reporter who is interviewing a woman named Sarah, um, Sarah Havel. And, um, it turns out that Sarah Havel was one of the people in the, the, uh, the group, this Hell House LLC group who makes the haunted houses. And they, you know, she's asking her, you know, typical questions like, you know, where have you been? Because you pretty much disappeared. And she says, oh, I've been staying with family. And, you know, she asks about her well-being. Have you been doing? And she says, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, um, oh, God, how does she say it? She says, I'm in a better place now, you know. So she says, okay, well, I'm really glad to hear that. And, you know, so they're asking her questions and stuff like that. And she just seems very off, like, some shit happened that really screwed this girl up. Kind of shell shocked is is kind of the feeling. Yes, I mean, it's, yes, yes. It's the thing that they were going for with this. Let me put it that way, mm-hmm. uh, because there's there's other explanations for it later on. Yeah, and then um, she you knows so they, they want to talk to her. They're like, "Tell us about what happened." And she pulls out this bag and puts it on the table, and she says, "I feel like these will help you." And she says, well, what are these? And she says, oh, this is all the documentation and all the footage and stuff like that because we constantly film everything that we do whenever we're setting up. And she says, well, why didn't the police, why didn't, why didn't you give this to the police? And she says, I think you'll see why. She's like, well, how did you, how, how did you get it out before the police got it? And I, she's all like, uh, I, got, I, got, to them I first. got to it first. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay. Yeah. It was, it was very weird. Um, so cut there you know that's the interview with sarah and then it goes to the um it's called hell the hell house footage and uh it was from august 23rd to october 8th 2009 so it uh basically you get this is where we get introduced to all of our main characters um we have alex who is the leader who is the person who runs hell house llc uh sarah who is the girl that we were just interviewing with who is dating alex um, I don't really know what the hell she does other than that. Um, she's perky butt walking around. That's I, all she is. Yeah, I guess. That's all she needs to be. She's she's to uh, get people to watch the damn movie. She's also an idiot. She, yeah, she's kind of dumb. Yeah. And, uh, and she also causes a lot of damn problems later on. And, and, like, and, and she is <laughs> one of the quickest to go into like the bad zone where you're just sitting there going like, okay. Huh. Yeah, that's creepy. Uh, we, have, we have Paul, who is a, a giant pervert. Like, just a huge perv. Um, if you've ever seen Beck, he reminds me of the guy who does the singing. Not the, the main guy, but it's he got, like, the sort of semi-afro, weird, scraggly beard. Just the same kind of setup. Yeah, um, he's just not... So, it's, he's not a... He's he's every skeezy guy that you've ever seen. It reminds yeah. me of... Um, if you've ever seen Workaholics, uh, the, uh, the, the for sure guy. Uh, but if he had, like, more of a... Like, a fro going on. Um, um yeah. oh, and then there's, so there's Mac, who's another, uh, and Mac is the best friend of Alex. Um, he's pretty much the, um, the, oh gosh, he, he's the one who is very. Tall boy, right? He's the redhead. Yeah. Tall boy. Yeah. So he's. Yeah, he's a freaking, like the lovely giant kind of like, oh no, Mac, let's get all, everybody's got to be friends here. Oh, you know, uh, well, he's kind of like that. He's also like, uh, he's I all... hate all of you people. And he's, <laughs> and he's through. very, um. I don't want to say I don't want to say down to earth. That's not the word that I'm looking for. But he's level headed. Like he's very level headed. Like okay, well, what are we? How are we going to fix this problem? How are we going to do this or that? Um, and then there is Tony, who honestly I forgot his name, and I had to go back and find it. Oh, is he's, that the, he's not a major the third guy, right? Yeah, he's not. He's 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 just there. Okay, I, I was wondering because I was uh, there's a, a a portion that we'll get to uh, where. Tony and, and Alex, no, no, Alex, Mac. Mm-hmm. Tony and Mac have a have a conversation, and trying to figure out what the hell was going on was annoying as hell. So I wanted to look it up, but I could not remember his name at all. Yeah, so and Tony. he just it just you stopped <laughs> caring about him. He's a you know Mister. He's he's, he's he's just he's like the the wheel. <laughs> the yeah. third wheel I'm trying to, to the third of, wheel. Like, you know, easiest way to do it is you think Voltron. You got Alex is uh, the red guy. You got. Um, uh, Tony is, uh, not Tony, uh, Tony is blue, really. He's, he's the guy that you can easily forget. Uh, then you got, um, big tall guy is Lance. Mac. Got, uh, or, yeah, and then you got, uh. Alex? Uh, you got, uh, no, Paul. Paul. Yeah. Paul's the skeezy guy. Paul's the skeezy guy, so I guess he would be Pidge, because Pidge was always fucking skeezy. And then you had girl, uh, mm-hmm. because she's girl. Yeah. 
and basically, yeah, it, it's the easiest way to do that. It's it's just so easy to have that character uh, be overshadowed by the rest of them with more defined physical traits. Yeah, and and so it, it introduces you to all these characters, right? And how they're they're very very close and everything like that. Um, they're going on a road trip to the Abaddon Hotel. Um, now the actual name of the town is Abaddon. So it's literally the place is just called the hotel. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then it, it changes to hell house. And then, yeah, it's, it's hard to figure out what the hell this hotel is actually called or the attraction is actually called. And in Morocco, Morocco mole is just called mole. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so they go in, right? So they go into this place to see what's up with it. There is so much shit in this house. Like, it looks like it, or in this hotel, it looks like it was basically just, they ran out and just left all the shit there. So there's, like, tables that have been flipped over. There's glasses. There's empty bottles at the bar. There's, like, there's a piano. I mean, it is literally the best place that you could have this haunted house because it is fully furnished already. There is, there is... Very little need for props at this point because there's so much stuff there. I do kind of wonder if they... So later on, they're they're sleeping in the place. Uh, I'm wondering if they were using beds... From the hotel. From the hotel. Oh, that's uh, so creepy. I'll just flip the mattress over. It'll be fine. Uh, and then they do like a full walkthrough of it. So you're so it's literally like you are following them as they go through this entire hotel. Um, they go to the attic where they see a chain hanging from uh, the ceiling. Their walkie talkies are already being a little weird at this point. Um, and then they even go down to the basement. So the basement in the basement, there are Bibles everywhere on the floor and there's satanic symbols on the walls. It's obviously a bad place. Well, it's it's satanic in the same sense that something was satanic back in the 1980s. It's it's baby's first Satanism. There's not a whole lot of stuff there. It's, let me go ahead and draw a couple upside down crosses. Here's a pentagram that's kind of, you know, oops, I screwed up. I, I drew the, the the first horizontal line a little too, uh, too high up. So now everything's like, we got like one part of the triangle that's like really, really small. It still is pretty creepy it's, though. Eh. It's, it's pretty creepy. And then, um, Sarah, Sarah's already creeped out. Sarah's like, this is some weird shit, you guys. Like, there's some, there's already Bibles down here. Like, that's weird. Where do they get the Bibles? Uh, well, we're, a hotel. We're in a hotel. Like, they have they them have in Bibles, every room. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, see, that was my issue. It was like, yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah. It was just, ugh. And then it, it creeped me out. John was very, you know, John's the level-headed one. So he was like, eh, whatever. Um, so Sarah proceeds, it cuts back to Sarah. Sarah proceeds to talk to the interviewers. They keep asking her questions. So she says that after one week, um, they finally got the electricity back up and running in the hotel. And that is whenever they decided to stay there overnight because I guess they didn't have anywhere else to stay. So the concept is, is that these guys have been doing this since 20 or 2002. 2002. Mm -hmm. Um, they were doing it in a different location previous to this. And this time they're, they're kind of wiring things up and getting things in there. Uh, we are seeing 90% of the, the film at this point is a single, like, narrative. So we're not getting the interspersed with the, the people talking. We're not having a lot of the uh, interviewee questions or anything like that. We're just seeing the footage from uh, the what's going on. So every now and then we're interspersed with, um, uh, like, a, a static card that'll have, uh, you know, just, like, a blurb on it about uh, what's going on. Yes. But the rest of it is pretty much, they're, they're allowing for the uh, the show to be focused directly on what's going on. Yeah. So we're just seeing, like, you know, the sequential events as they were, you know, taken. You know, like, a week a week before the opening, seven, yeah. you know, six days before the opening, etc. Yeah, very, very little um, inner, like, they, we don't get a whole bunch of like stuff happening in between it. Yeah. yeah. And and in this time, it really shows like the, the camaraderie and stuff like that because they've been together for years. Like they've been doing this for a long time. So they're obviously very close friends. All of these people are very close friends. Um, Alex uh, gives a pep talk like, hey, you guys, you know, I know it's going to be really difficult. But we can do this. Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> you know, because he's the, the manager. He, he, he's the owner. He's the leader. Um, so it shows you a walkthrough. So after they, they get all the surveillance cameras up and running, 
Um, there's already issues with the surveillance cameras in the basement. Um, they can't get surveillance cameras to work in the basement. Um, so they decide that they're going to put a big bodyguard down there just to cut down on issues. Um, they've already decided that one of the things that they're going to do is have a half-naked girl down there chained to the wall where the, sata the satanic thing is. Um, and they obviously need somebody down there to protect her in case people get kind of crazy. My issue with that was, you know, you can run a like a Cat 5 line all the way down there. It, it wouldn't have taken too much to, to wire up a camera in there. Um, I get what they were going for. But my issue would be at that point is if we're having an issue with running a, a actual physical line down there and we can't put the cameras on, then there's something going on in the house. Yeah. At that point. That's maybe just my... My, <laughs> my set. you working in the paranormal yeah. investigation thing. I, you know, it's it's just the, like, well, <laughs> you know, obviously, well, it's also me working, you know, tech support. I, I ran a Cat 5 all the way through there, and, uh, well, it's it's fine, but as soon as I put it in there, it's like the Bermuda Triangle just disappears. Well, at that point, we probably have some satanic bullshit happening, so we I'm going to need at least three <laughs> kinds of priests uh, and uh, a whole bunch of holy water, just as much as you can get. Go ahead and fill that into a super soaker. Let's go ahead and get this taken care of. Oh my gosh! Uh, we got to open up this damn place in about two weeks. All right, so we got to make sure this place is clean. <laughs> oh my god! So they have. So they, they're they're talking about all the. It's it's basically all the stuff that they have to actually deal with. Um, if you were running, if you were running it, um, so it's. Pretty much, I'm trying to figure out how to how to say this. So it's so it's they're doing the surveillance, they're walking through it, they're setting up the mannequins. It's all the setup that you would have to do for one of these kind of hotel, yes, like, or, or just a scary house, yes. Uh, which you know, if you you look at it with the lights on, it only takes about 20 minutes. But when you're disoriented, you got the lights on, you got the music, strobe you got the people yelling at you, and the way that it's kind of wired up uh, to kind of walk you through. You turn a probably a two minute walk into a fifteen minute walk. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's exactly that's what, what yeah. they're supposed to do. But you also have to have content for those fifteen minutes. So they do a pretty good job. They're mm -hmm. they're turning the lights on. They're uh, finding spooky stuff. They're also making fun of like weird things. So they've got like a, a guy playing a piano. So, so starts Paul, doing that. yeah. So and this is actually where Paul comes in. Um, Paul is actually a big player at the beginning of the movie because he's the one that first notices all the creepy shit first. Um, Paul hey, Paul is the perv. Yeah, he's also the guy who runs the camera. So we get him a lot through this. I think that he pissed the house off or something like that. I don't know. All I know is that so at the very beginning, um, Paul is playing the piano with, uh, I don't even remember what he calls the, the Hector. doll. Hector. Um, so there's this creepy doll that's sitting next to him, and he's just playing the piano, like being a dummy. And then it cuts to him going to sleep that night. And we see him talking into the camera. There's a light on, so that way it shows him. But you see something come into the room behind him. He notices it, turns around, asks them what's going on. He just thinks it's one of his, one of the group. Um, they proceed to turn around and leave. They don't say anything. They're just super creepy and leave. Was that Hector? Oh, it could have been Hector. That would have been funny. Because it, it had wispy hair. Ugh, that's so creepy. He's just like, dude, so... he just wanted to come in and let uh, Paul know that he's a dick. Yeah. He's so like, like, I could play way better, you Douche. Yeah, by myself. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Um, so Paul, so it cuts off. Paul sleeps. Um, Paul wakes up the next day and is filming Alex and Sarah in between the crack in the door, like really creepy. He's such a creeper, and um, it shows Sarah's ass, which again is the only. Is this PG thirteen? Because it was everything's Probably. like fully. It's every everything's fully. Everything's clothed. Fully, fully clothed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, it's just like, oh look, butt, and you're just like, okay. Yeah. And of course, she's wearing like a, a lacy underwear, whatever. Oh, she's not. Nah, that one was, was and a, normal. And a tank top. She was a tank top. Was I was just like, of course, she's wearing a tank top because that's that's your your uh, your go to sexy pajamas. That's your yeah. Well, no, that's <laughs> non sexy like, pajamas. That's your in this place. You're wearing that. First off, I'm wearing like I'd be fully dressed every day. Yeah. For real. Uh, but secondly, it's you know like that's what you're doing. This is you're gonna be wearing the uh, the TVMA version of uh, let's go ahead and titillate the audience. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's it's weird. And this is where I go to at this point because it's actually building a good uh, you know amount of you know like ambiance. In the whole thing, the the atmosphere is good. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, well, this is interesting, and I'm paying attention to it, and I'm paying more attention to it. So when I see things like that, I go, uh huh, yeah, ain't nobody gonna be wearing that, honey. 
So there are roaches and other creepy oh, things. So Dead gross. cats dropping the rats in the bathtub. Oh wait, no, that was the, the last that's one. That's the wrong movie. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so so that happens. Paul tells Paul tells Alex that the new actors and actresses are there. So Alex goes down to to greet these new people, um, and it's at that point that um, we go back to the journalist like that are being interviewed and stuff like that. And he talks about one of the first responders who was there at the scene whenever everything happened on that opening night. Um, the first responder said that they saw somebody who was in the group uh, had cut their own throat. Oh, that's why. Because I was wondering what had happened with that guy. Yeah. So he so he had a self-inflicted wound to his throat. Um, the uh, They talk about uh, one of the actors, whose name was Joey. Um, he was supposed to be the bodyguard. Clown boy. Yeah. He actually um, was one of the people who made it out. And he was questioned by the police. And then he killed himself nine, nine days, days later. He hung himself. Um, so that's... That's a whole thing for that. And then... Um, Which is interesting because, one, him a big boy. There ain't no way you're going to be able to find rafters well enough to, to keep him from falling down. Because I'm not even joking. This guy was probably about... That's why they hired him. Because he was... Because he was a big guy. Yeah, and that's he, the whole point. Yeah, because he was... Uh, so hanging the girl. was a little surprising. But apparently a lot of people involved in this... Hang themselves. Hang themselves, yeah, yeah. Which is the whole which is the whole backup to it. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, later on, you get the, oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of thing. So it goes it goes back to the footage, and uh, they're talking to one of the, the new actresses. She tells them about the Abaddon Hotel. Alex obviously knows something and is hiding it. Um, he's like, oh, no, you know, nothing happened here. It's all bullshit. It's a fairly funny exchange. You guys don't care that this place is haunted? Uh, no. What are you talking about? Nobody ever proved that it was haunted. The mayor told me that it wasn't haunted. We're, we're keeping the beaches open, damn it. <laughs> like, the whole time, I'm just like, okay. Uh. Uh, and so it basically breaks it down. Like, it tells about how it's it's pretty haunted and stuff like that. Um, and then... Um, it is doo -doo -doo -doo, back to the footage. Sorry, I'm like having to read my notes again. Uh, back to the journalist um, who one of the guys is actually talking about the uh, backstory of the hotel, um, which there was a guy who ran it named Andrew Tully. Um, Andrew Tully was a satanic cult leader who ran the hotel and decided to hang himself after people kept going missing in his hotel and the business uh, fell through. Which, what the fuck did you think was going to happen if you kept killing people? Like, just... So, anyway, so the guy killed himself. He hung himself in the dining room. That's and a it... lot of, like, one Yelp reviews. You're not going to get a whole lot out of that. <laughs> not a lot of return business either. It's like, oh, well, I haven't seen Mrs. McNamara around here. Oh, well, it's because she... You, we killed her. She we went used to her the, in the cult. Oh, I was like, oh, oh Yeah, damn. I guess I won't be going there anymore. Yeah. Um, and then it goes back to the footage. Uh, shows them still setting up. Now, this is the point where we have the creepy clowns. So they have three creepy clowns that are in the basement. One of them is absolutely horrifying. And um, one of the main things that they say is, I really don't feel, I really feel like this is a waste of this costume because it's on this dummy and I can't move their head. They're just stuck in the same position. So I feel like it's a waste. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, it'll be fine. They're really creepy, whatever. So at that point it cuts off, you know, there's banter between everybody. It cuts off. We see, um, Paul, we see everybody, all the, all the guys, Paul, Tony, Mac, and Alex, and they all um, hear something from downstairs. And so they all come out of the room. They're all trying to figure out what the fuck it is. Um, but nobody actually goes downstairs yet. So creepy shit's already happening at night, right? We already know this. Um, we do a walkthrough. Um, Paul does the walkthrough, um, talks to Mac, who is uh, reading in one of the rooms, and then he, he establishes where everybody is, right? So um, Mac is obviously reading in one of the rooms. He asks where Alex and Sarah are. Alex and Sarah are in town at the store, which leaves Tony. Um, and Tony is somewhere, right? That's all Mac knows. Tony's somewhere. So Paul proceeds to walk through the rooms. Super creepy. There's all these mannequins, everything else like that. But it's really coming together, right? This whole haunted house is really coming together. He walks into one area and turns and then he turns back and then there is the creepy ass clown mannequin that is that's supposed to be in the basement he freaks out oh no he's pretty chill about tries it tries to well so well no no because at first he's just like oh oh, oh okay oh oh god hey what are you looking at and because he thinks it's tony all right man that's really cool what are you looking at and he looks down the thing and he turns his head and the the tony 
is uh the clown is looking the, at the him. clown is looking at him he freaks out again he's like oh man you got me you got me just just let me know whenever you you're ready okay turn? how'd you get to do that yeah he's like he's like oh. just just uh, just let me know whenever you're ready right so he walks back to mac it is at that point that he sees that tony is talking to mac yeah so the only other person who could have been there is standing five feet away from a guy and he that's when he freaks out and he has an appropriate response to this thing he's like what the fuck what the fuck and he runs back to the place that the guy is and there's no clown mannequin he's like what the fuck and he runs downstairs and there's a clown mannequin laying where it should be he's like what the fuck and he runs back up and he's like what the fuck and so he's they're they're all pretty creeped out and this is where this movie uh goes from okay to good uh for me yeah so it's like okay so obviously paul shows them the video like hey no this is the fucking bullshit that's happening like this look is, at this this is one of the things that i hate in found footage movies when you have the footage and you don't show anybody and you don't show people yeah there is no viable response for you to not to take your hand you're like your your hand away from the camera and rewind it in these certain circumstances like i understand you couldn't do it in cloverfield because you're shooting the entire thing but in this situation, there's no, I thought I saw something, because you did see something, because here. we saw something. Yeah, here, let me rewind it and show you, which is what Paul does. Everybody thinks that he's fucking, like, he's joking. Yeah. And he's fucking around. We do get a decent, you know, reaction from everybody, though, because they all, uh, I don't know if they, they didn't show them it in the first place, like, and then they had their real reaction to it. Oh, maybe. You know, yeah, that, maybe that's what it was. That was decent. Because they, they all did kind of have like a little look like, on their faces. What when the hell? They, like, yeah, it, the, was, it was good acting. It was, it was a decent setup. I was like, oh, okay. And uh, yeah, and so nobody believes Paul. Paul's really upset for obvious reasons. Like, he's like, are y'all fucking kidding me? Like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And then it cuts, right? Because obviously nobody believes him. Um, it shows that they're setting up for a commercial, which is kind of awkward. Like, that's like an, an awkward piece of it, I guess. But it's just a part, I guess, of the whole process of doing this whole haunted house thing. So they're trying to set up for this this commercial. Um, I can't think of any of the haunted houses near us though that have done uh, commercials like this. Uh, it's kind of goofy. I, I don't even remember <laughs> previous ones. The ones that I remember are at least just you know the static image, like hey the you know, we're part. coming here, yeah. da da da, you know, yeah. open between now. But really, it was it was mostly left up to word of mouth and billboards. Yes, and exactly. maybe some radios. I think it was radio, radio stations too. also. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. So it was a little surprising that they would try to do this. Like, eh, whatever. Yeah, and so it's just like everyday documentation. You know, it's at that point that it kind of like simmers down again. Oh, we also see her, uh, we saw, see Sarah, like, staring at a... Virgin Mary, right? And she's, like, giggling, and then she walks away, and I'm like... That's just kind of weird. What the hell is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, she's just being kind of like that, At that weird. point, it's it's not even a, oh, we're, we're you know, indwelt by Satan. It's, you're being a dick. <laughs> you're just being kind of weird. Um, so it's at, that, at this point that uh, poor Paul, <laughs> poor douchey Paul, is going on a test run of the haunted house. Um, so this is the first test run that they have, so... Um, Tony, Tony, strobe lights, right? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so Tony straps him up. He has a little GoPro on to see how everything looks. Um, uh, they have their walkie-talkies on. Paul tells them, "All right, let's do this shit." Uh, they cut off the lights. It's really dark. They turn on the strobe lights, and he's like, "Okay, all right, yeah, it looks really good in here." And and then he keeps staring, and you keep seeing a figure. And it, and it fades out and in, which is pretty cool. I like I yeah, how they, they did, did that. Yeah, they did a really good job on it. Um, my issue with it was the strobes uh, do not pick up very well on GoPros. I don't know if maybe it's happening too quickly. Um, but it uh, it just it was making me a little nauseated at that point, just seeing the, uh, the, the flash. Cause and, it was, and it's because we're trying to focus, too. <laughs> yeah, because there's something that's moving in the light. But it's also because uh, it's not getting the whole light it's doing like half the bottom part half the top part because it's trying to get the flashes and it's like mm. yeah it's and obviously paul sees something and so he asks he's like hey how many freaks do we have how many freaks do we have and they're like oh what is it two uh three uh but it was because he was standing right next to the third one. Oh, okay oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so so he was counting four. he obviously sees something right so he freaks out loses it it's like bang on the door and it's like open the door open the door so he's Freaking out, and it won't let the, the the interesting thing is this is the first uh, the the door won't open situation. Yeah, uh, he tries to get through the door. The door is locked, so he tries to go through one of the other side passages. He goes up and over, and finally around to where the lights are. And they they see this again. Uh, they they look at it, and it's like, huh. Mm -hmm. And then Paul Paul confronts everybody, like he's like, there's some 
freaking scary shit going on around you here. Cut this out, yeah, like, like it's messed up. Everything else. Alex is a total dick about it. Like yeah. he's just like, no, that's fucking stupid. I'm sorry you got scared, dude. Like everything's fine. He's just a douche. Um, so that night, right? So it cuts to that night. Um, Paul and Tony hear a noise, right? So um, his piano, right? Or no, they no, just no. woke up. Yeah, yeah. So they so they just wake up. They uh, Paul looks on the stairs. And there's this same fucking clown that's that's that was that he saw in the hallway before, and it's up on the stairwell. Um, he fun. freaks his shit. Uh, Tony th- and see, <laughs> this is the part because I was watching it by myself the first time, and this is where I stopped watching it. This is Mac though, right? Because Mac is the redhead. No, I don't think I thought it was Tony that uh, went Tony, down there with him. No, Tony was the is the little tiny guy. It was Mac. It was a big tall guy, I think. Really? He, yeah, because he picks up uh, he picks up the little girl right after that. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So it was Mac. Sorry. So, um... Because he's, 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 he's the only person who's big enough to be moving these things. Now, obviously, when you start kind of looking at it, and this is me deconstructing the whole thing, because that's why I immediately look for the strings, because I'm a jerk like that. But uh, the thing that I did was I looked, and you can tell that they put something on the clown. Now, this may just be a black sack hood on top of the clown, like the on, like the mannequin, but I think it, it would also make it easier for somebody who was in there to just be uh, wearing this black hood, and then you have the clown, and then you can't see that there's somebody, you know, sitting in there. Yeah. Um, they, they did a really good job on that. So, you know, don't get me wrong when I'm sitting there going like, oh, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, okay, that, that would allow me to have a person. Because we, we see him grab the, the clown and kind of move it, but it's also could be that well, they just... Well, he knocks on its head. Yeah. But... And that would hurt, though, if you were really in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the, that would be you painful. Can, you add a little bit of, of sound effects, dunk, it's fine. Dunk, dunk. Um, so, but, so, yeah. yeah, so they so they end up they end up moving the mannequin, right? Because they, they confirm that it's a mannequin. Scares the shit out of them, though, but um, they move it downstairs. They turn to the left, and that's whenever Paul freaks the fuck out because he sees Sarah standing there. And she's banging her head against the wall. She's not... No, she's not. She's, she's banging her head against the wall and saying weird shit. She is. She's, she's definitely saying weird shit. Um, but you said that they did something with her with her talking. Oh, yeah. No, they, they reversed the... Um, uh, the Whatever she was saying, they reversed her, her audio. Uh, it sounded so weird. It was such a cool little thing that they did. Yeah, because everybody else's audio is going fine. And that's one of the things that you do with a found footage movie is you have people talking and then they reverse their audio, but they did it up until the point where you see her mouth. Yes. So that's... Because that's, that because then they can't do yeah, it at yeah, that you point. Yeah, can't do it. Yeah, yeah. But it was a good, it was a good call. Um, it was so really they, good. It was they, really good. They leave the mannequin standing there and then... Check like, on Sarah. Yeah. They so, turn around... Mannequin's gone. The mannequin's fucking gone. Everybody freaks their shit because at that point, Sarah's freaking her shit because they woke her up and she's like, where the, the hell am I? Room, yeah. Freaking out. Um, so it's at that point that they go to try to find the mannequin because at that point, there is somebody in there. So they're freaking out. They're running around trying to find things. Oh, God. It was just like, and they're going to like each room and stuff like that. And then that's whenever they go to the dining room. The dining room is now set. Fully set. Fully set with a candelabra. Yeah. Like... It's fucking weird. And so they all freak out. They all go run back upstairs. Yeah. So it's... And it, it's <laughs> they just leave it, it there and just ultra run. It's ultra clean, fully set up, like, you know, somebody who's going to have them for dinner. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And so they so they all freak out, run back upstairs, don't even think about it until the next day. Um, camera cuts out. Next day, you see Sarah hugging Alex because she's flipping out, obviously. I'm so sorry, babe. Um, and that's it, right? That's it for that day. Um... Oh, God. And then it shows Paul again, right? It's the next night. shows Paul again. Paul's like, it's three days to the opening. He's obviously not doing well. He's freaking the fuck out. As he should, because I would freak the fuck out, too. Um, it cuts out on him, right? Because he's like, all right, whatever. You know, I don't want to fucking be here anymore. This is weird. We shouldn't even be here. All right, fine. Good night. And so he shuts it off very abruptly. Like, I thought that was just kind of odd, but... Yeah, but it's it's not like a, I, I accidentally shut it off. It's a, you know, he, he reaches his hand the fuck over out. Yeah, and like, he, he clicks a button. Uh, he wakes up later, turns the light on. Yeah, because, and he's still very groggy. Obviously something woke him up. And you see a girl who's behind him on the floor, just sitting there. And we're like, is that fucking Sarah? Like, the, it, because there's no other woman. It's in this, clearly in not this her, house. though, just with the... Uh, the, the white gown. The and, gown. And the, yeah. and the face. She looks very gray. Um, it was a decent thing. And he, he doesn't react for a good long time. And then, unfortunately, he's an idiot because he uh, hides behind under he the hides covers. He hides under the covers like a 
child. Like, why wouldn't you run out of the fucking... Anyways, so he keeps, like, peeking out from underneath the covers, and every time he peeks out, she gets closer and closer. Yeah, she's moving. Uh, so, uh, you it, know, was, it was a good... It was a good... Um, easy I, zombie eye, you know, makeup, yeah, you know, that it was, kind of stuff. It was, so it, was, it's, it was very low-tech stuff, but they did a really good job It was it. very creepy. Yeah, it was very, very creepy. Um, so she just keeps getting closer and closer. You hear Paul screaming. The camera cuts off. The next day, nobody can find Paul. Um, they call Paul's phone after talking a whole bunch of shit about him. They get static, uh, and it's it's the the creepy static that we heard on the walkie talkies. On the walkie talkies earlier. earlier, yeah, exactly. Um, no one questions it. They're just like, "Oh, fucking Paul." Paul is fucking with us. Yeah, that's it, right? So, um, that night. Um, they hear the piano playing, and it's uh, Mac and Tony. This time, yeah. it's Mac and Tony. So then, this is them assuming that it's Paul because uh, the he'd been the one who was playing next to the the mannequin earlier. Yeah. Um, they go down there, and they expect Paul. They don't fucking find Paul. Um, Hector's playing by himself. Hector's playing by himself, but he he never moves, right? And then he plays a couple of times. And then he plays a little bit, and then they hear a bunch of noises um, coming from the basement. So they run downstairs, th- thinking that they're going to see Paul. They see cl- the clowns in their usual place that they're supposed to be in. Now, I really like this because they they show things really quickly in the corners. Um, like in this case, there was a cloaked figure yeah. in the corner, um, of like a, a, it was like a darker corner. You really have to focus to see it, but it's so cool. It's such a cool little thing that they do. It's almost subliminal. Uh, the, uh, the spookness that they get on there. Uh, they do also, uh, do a couple of things in here where they have, uh, the storm door that they keep talking about. Oh, the storm door is closed. So they, they, it pulls us farther into the room than we've seen with the camera previously, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take us completely out of there. Uh, we also see a big ice freezer thing like a meat locker yeah and uh this one was was a pretty good scare right here too yeah so they so they open up the meat locker uh go in to try to find paul uh tony who has the camera turns around and all of the clowns all three of the clowns are looking at them all at the same time all their heads turn yeah Uh, and it's on camera and they have like a whole like a talk about it yeah it's so crazy so tony flips his shit for obviously good reason they hide in the meat locker which was odd choice on there i was like why are you hiding in the meat locker <laughs> yeah and, and he's trying to tell mac like they're, they're fucking looking at me like they all fucking looked and then you know it's it's all crazy yeah like what are we gonna do and he's like it's paul you know but it's okay i believe you i believe you so so they they throw open the door they run out and there's paul sitting off to the side and all the clowns are Normal. Normal again, yeah. yeah. But Paul's sitting off to the side with his shoes behind his back for some reason. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I did. I, I know it was. It probably didn't have anything to do with it, but it was just me going. I just saw him without his... your shoes behind your back. <laughs> I just saw him with his socks on. Why are you I was sitting like, on your shoes, like, there, that's buddy. So, that's so uncomfortable. So Paul is just sitting there. Paul's not talking, right? So even after they start talking to him and asking him what the fuck's going on and everything, he does not talk. In fact, he doesn't speak again uh, from what they they say. Yes, exactly. Um, so the um, so Tony confronts everybody. Um, I don't know if, I guess this was the next day. Yeah, or something. he gets, they're, they're trying to get him to explain everything. And uh, this is when Tony is showing that the, the mannequin heads were all turned. Yes. You have video of it. Alex is just like, whatever, man. Alex is being a fucking asshole. Uh, and Alex is, he, Tony basically quits. Yes. Uh, and he, he runs the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mac has to grab him and say, dude, you don't know. Hold on. Let me tell you. And then he doesn't say what the fuck he told him. So whatever it is that he speaks to uh, to Tony about, I, makes I him change his mind. Yeah, whatever it is, I don't know what happens. So so, and then he gives clues later on. Tony does, um, like he says things like, um, like so. Obviously, Alex did something wrong. So he's like, Alex fucked us. Like Alex did something wrong or something. I and, mean, and, see, the thing is, is that he could be dying. Is what my my assumption is because the girlfriend doesn't know. The only people who know is Mac. Uh, it has something to do with Paul, though, because if Paul knew uh, there was a reason for him not telling him, it was weird stuff. It, it says something like, what's really scary is why he's not telling Paul. Yeah. So, we have no fucking clue what no. happened. I would love to know what happened. We'll have to look this up online. Or, unless it's on the director's cut or something, uh, which be. there is a director's cut. There, apparently, the, the, the other two uh, movies are, the way that the, uh, the director describes them is that these are um, three acts of one movie it's just three three like movies oh. long so apparently they all feed into each interesting. other interesting well maybe that explains why alex was doing maybe they shit. explain it later okay well now i gotta go watch the other ones um but anyway so we, we have no fucking clue why alex did what he did or what the fuck happened or why they have to stay there but they end up staying there 
Now, this is when it cuts back to Sarah um, because it is now opening night, right? So interview cuts back to Sarah. The interview asks Sarah, was Alex stable? And she's like, what do you mean? So there was a, there's a, an indicator that maybe the interviewer knows what school is going on at this point. Yeah. And, and Sarah's like, no, like he seemed fine. You know, he everybody was, everybody was fine. Everybody I don't was know why fine. you're asking these questions. We were, you know, Alex gave like a pep talk and everything, you know, everything was okay. His pep talk was not peppy. It, it really wasn't. Like no. there was obviously something wrong. Um, so uh, it's at that point that uh, Tony apologizes to Alex. They hug, they make up. Um, and this is whenever everything kicks off. So it is um, opening night. It shows all of the crowd that's there. Um, everyone's getting ready, surveillance cameras, walkie-talkies, everything else like that. They're having trouble with the walkie-talkies again. Um, they're just they're just not fucking working. Um, it's at that point that it shows from the YouTube video that we saw from the very beginning of the movie. They splice in the video, and it's really kind of a kind of a cool way to have done it. And it uh, covers everything, which yeah. is like it, it covers all of your views. Yeah, which so I we, really like we about see it. why the girl uh, runs past them because it which was Sarah, Sarah the whole time. Yeah, uh, we see uh, Tony running past them, or not Tony, uh, the, the the big clown guy, clown guy running past them. Uh, we see them dealing with uh, uh, with. The what, screaming, like what? Yeah, what the screaming, who was the, screaming from the basement? Having Mac, walk, you know, run them out, which is what he does. Yes, um, yes. You see Mac at the end. Um, gosh, so it's just it. So it runs you through everything, and it really all just culminates into this one, this one story of the opening night. Um, so basically, shit goes down. All these cloaked figure people end come up, out of nowhere, and they're they're very ugly. Creepy. They look uh, like demons. Like they're, they're or something, or just like people with like you know mummified faces, kind of deal. Yeah, it's very very creepy. And it, and and you know the girl who's the actress who's downstairs, who's the girl who's chained to the wall, is screaming and is like, "This isn't a part of the show. Let me out!" Like fantastic acting, by the way. That shit is difficult. Yeah, and she does a really good job on it. Um, the interesting thing that I see is that uh, uh, later on. Just like and not very long later on, but as the cloak figures move past her, she's like flayed. Like they don't have, she doesn't have any skin on. There's only half of her hanging oh, from the shit. thing. Oh shit! I yeah. didn't even see that part. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's <sighs> interesting. Well, I she's mean, like missing all the skin and all half of her body. It was. It, uh, I didn't see that part, but yeah. that's that's really cool. And uh, and so they, you know, so it shows everybody freaking out, everything else like that. Everyone's trying to run out. It is not letting the crew out. Yeah. So um, as soon as Mac is about to run out the door, it slams the door right in his face. He has to go try to find another exit. Um, Do we see what happens to Mac? So, yes. Oh, yeah. So yeah Mac he gets and, whacked on the head. Yes. So Mac and Sarah end up running upstairs um, to try to get away from everything. Um, it's at that point that we see Alex hanging from the rafters of the attic. Um Mac runs over to try to let him, uh, to try to pick him up. Uh, Mac turns around and because he hears Sarah screaming. Cloak figures. Cloak figures everywhere. They all immediately attack Mac. Mac screams, falls over. Um, and that's it. The camera, the camera falls. And then somebody picks up the camera a little bit later, I think. Mm -hmm. So, and then this is the Sarah interview yeah. part again. So Sarah goes downstairs, um, the, the Sarah, or sorry, the interviewer asked Sarah, so what the hell happened at that point? And she's like, I just, I, I went downstairs. And I got out. The police got there and put me outside and that was it. I was just so happy to be alive. And she's like, nothing fucking happened? Like, between the attic and the door, nothing happened. And she's nope. like, she's like, no. And, and she's like, can we just take a break? I'm, I'm really, I'm gonna, I'm I don't feel good. I'm super tired. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll get you, get you out of here. Well, yeah, I think I'm just going to go back to my room. It's 2C... Um, you know, just come and find me whenever, you know, whenever yeah. you're ready again. And you guys should go down to the, the, you should go to the hotel. Yeah. You should, have you gone to the hotel? You should go to the hotel. Just, is that, you should the, go check it out. I can't get permits. Uh, is that the only thing keeping you from going in? Obviously fucking red flags. Like yeah. super Shit, red flags. Like, mm. Yeah. So the reporter goes like a dumbass. She like confirms like she, or she like convinces all of her people to go. So they go except for one guy. One guy is sitting there and he's watching the he's videos. He's reviewing the footage. And it's at that point that a title card cuts in and it says, while so-and-so the reporter was going and checking things out, um, the other guy saw something that was unexplainable. That was unexplainable. It's at this point that uh, we see the camera get picked up. It's Sarah who's still in the house. Uh, inside inside the hell house five years before this because that was where 
where it was. It was five years before the interview is it's what they're five saying. Years? Yeah, that's what she said. Oh, okay. Uh, so they are picking up uh, the, which makes sense because it was 2015 when they, they released the show. Oh. Uh, oh. So what they do is they, um, uh, we see, it's it's the, the Halloween night, or it's the, the opening night of, of Hell House. She picks up the camera. She's running it through the place. There's shadowy figures, figures everywhere. everywhere. Then she sees Paul and she puts it down. She puts down the camera to... To uh, talk to Paul, I guess. She gives him a hug and it's like, yeah. we gotta get out of here, we gotta get out of here. Paul beats the shit out of Sarah. Picks up the camera and beats the living shit out of her with the camera. Um, so Sarah falls to the ground, covered in blood. Obviously she's dying. She gets dragged off screen, right? You yeah. hear something, something creepy. Drags her off the screen. And then you see Paul reach down. You can only see his legs. He, he picks up a glass or something. And then he cuts, cuts his, his own, own throat. throat. And then we see him dying and... And that's the end. And that is the... Well, it's not the end That's, the, that's the end of the, the, oh, the yes, video. Oh, yes. That's the end of that video. So, obviously, Sarah fucking died. Yeah. So, then we cut back to the interviewers. Uh, the reporter is, is, makes it in, inside. We're seeing all the stuff that's happening. At the beginning of the movie. Yeah. The, that's, she's the same reporter. That's at the beginning of the movie. So, it shows her struggling to get into this hotel. Everything else like that. She finally gets in. And then... We see certain parts of there where we see the blood splatter from Sarah as she was dragged away, and she gets dragged away into a wall. Um, we I see... like that part of it. It oh, reminds yeah, no, me, I, it was like very it. House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. Like, the, the it newer It was a good concept one. for it. Yeah. Um, they, we see things like uh, some of the, the, the boxes and some of the things are, are kind of sitting down. Uh, we swoop around a lot, which was really kind of funny. Um, we see, like, one of the, the mannequins in the corner. We, the uh, the camera guy turns, and then we swoop back past that mannequin, but it's no longer a mannequin. It's Alex. Uh, like undead Alex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it it shows the crew. Walking. Oh my gosh, it's such it's such a good it's such a good little thing to do. I really really enjoyed that part we of it. We see um, a couple other bits. We you know, and then they finally they 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 don't go downstairs. So the they the, don't go the, the camera the guy's like, "Fuck no, I'm not going to the basement." Yeah. And the reporter's like, "Why are you being such a pussy?" And he's like, "I'm not going down." The, yeah, the basement. he's so like, "I'm not going to the basement," uh, which was good. Instead, they go up to the attic, uh, where they see uh, a room. Marked 2C. Yeah. So they go up into the rooms themselves and they see one 2C. He's like, wasn't that where they said the girl was? Well, you Sarah know? said that she was staying in 2C yeah. and the reporter's like, oh my god, we need to go in there. She's just a she's fucking, no fucking idiot. Idiot. So, so he's like, why the fuck are you going to open it? We're not here to fucking check. And she's like, I'm here to check. And so she she opens the door and Sarah's sitting there. Yep. She's staring out into the, you know, staring out the window. You she's, can't see her. Yeah, her... her her we don't face get to see her is, profile. Yeah, yeah, her face is pointing towards the window. So they're like, Sarah, are you okay? Sarah, Sarah, Sarah turns around. Her fucking face is all bloody and like crushed up and shit from where um, Paul hit her with the camera. Um, they freak out. The door slams behind them. They turn around, try to open the door, turn back around. There's like all these cloaked figures in the room with Sarah. And then they all attack. Yep. And that's the end? And that is the yeah. end. <sighs> well, this one was a decent movie. Um... Much, you know, and I feel kind of bad uh, because this is much better than Paranormal Activity. Way, way, way better than Paranormal Activity. Uh, and it should be probably, to me, it should be a staple of, you know, if you're going to be doing a, a uh, found footage movie, I would rather have this. And or, Grave Encounters. Yeah, well, or Grave Encounters. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't want to do Blair Witch because Blair Witch kind of blew its wad the whole way through. You, you yeah. don't get to see... Uh, you're not going to have that response, that visceral response that you had at the very beginning of doing Blair Witch. Yeah. But if you've got to do that, I would do this one or, or Grave Encounters um, because it is uh, enough stuff going on, enough weird stuff happening, and it just it felt more... Real. Yeah, it captures your spooky. attention. Yeah, yeah it, it keeps your attention. Um, so the, it, it still had annoying bits. Like I said, fingers. Uh, but uh, there was enough stuff happening in the background, which is hard enough to do with like cuts and stuff like that but the fact that they were doing this all in camera while it was supposed to be a single take was really good it was fantastic it was it was really really well done um i can actually see why this got five stars on shutter because it was it was really well done i really liked it mm -hmm. so what are you gonna give it uh, i'm gonna give it like a, a six uh it's still found footage it's still <laughs> it was not what i was expecting still stuff i it's it's because of the zoom ins and stuff i i did i got nauseous uh, during this part, which was really bad. I, I just kept, you know, burping because I was starting to get a little whoopsie. Uh, but uh, it's I'm going to give it, uh, you know, six basement Bibles out of ten. 
Uh, and that's just me. You know, it's, if you can put a plus one modifier, if you're okay with these kind of things, you got a stern stomach. But for me, it's just, I, I will Now that's not to take away from the, uh, the plot, the, the, the technical, uh, work on here. Cause it was really well done for that. Uh, but for me, it's just like the whole time. Well, I, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. We'll actually do an eight out of 10 creepy clown mannequins. Because I genuinely liked this movie the entire way around. I feel like the actors were very, very good. Um, it takes a lot to be scared like that. And I really feel like the effects that they had, they there were no special CGI effects in this movie. And if there were, then they were pretty fucking well done because I didn't pick up on them at all. It was just very practical. Um, and I'm, I'm, I know that's hard to do. So working with that, working with that in itself... I feel like this is a fantastic movie. I would highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, I like that. Just creepy clown mannequins. <gasps> a CCM. Oh God. <laughs> a CCM. That's gonna Why be number would we one. Why have my, that on there? That's gonna be number one on my creep list right there. <laughs> anyway, uh, but what about you? Are do you love these kind of movies? Do you hate these kind of movies? Do you like uh, Paranormal Activity? Uh, you know, better than this one. That's okay. I've been wrong before too. Uh, but <laughs> let us know. Reach out to us. Uh, we are at esat3am at gmail.com, esat3am.com, or at esat3am on Facebook and Twitter. Yep, on Facebook um, and Twitter. And uh, let us know what you think. Uh, we'll be happy to hear from you. But until next time. Yep, we will see you soon. Later.